Welcome back, coach. You are listening to episode 25 of the Zero to Full-Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. And I don't know about you, but I personally am a woman of routine. I love routine. I thrive in routine, but I have a confession to make inside of this episode today. There is one particular routine that I have yet to nail down, and that is my morning routine. Dun, dun, dun. So inside of today's episode, I'm going to be calling myself out and exposing my weak points of not having a morning routine. And I'm going to publicly declare to every single person listening to this episode, the morning routine that I am going to be disciplined to inside of 2022. So let's get to the show. Hey friend, and welcome to the Zero to Full-Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast, where we dive deep into all things faith, online courses, coaching, and how to make money from home on Instagram. I'm your host, Cami Wilkie, unapologetic follower of Jesus, wife, dog mom, and your faith-based business coach. If you are tired of your nine to five job, living paycheck to paycheck, and you're ready to go full time as an online coach and course creator on Instagram, then you are in the right place. Buckle up and get ready for business building tips, social media hacks, and a whole lot of Jesus. Let's get to work. Okay, friends, let's be honest. When you are 100% fully self-employed, there are a lot of perks to be had. As an online coach, I get to choose which clients I want to work with. I get to have unlimited vacation time. I get to set my own prices for my own coaching packages, and I get to create my own schedule or the lack thereof. And when you are fully self-employed, it just can be so easy to slack off to fall into that far too easy pitfall of laziness. Why? Because no one is checking over your shoulder. Nobody's checking to make sure that I'm completing things on time. No one's checking in on me to make sure that I am up the very first time that my alarm goes off. No one's checking to make sure that I'm working by a certain time. And when nobody is checking in on me, when I don't have that accountability from an employer or from a boss, it is just so easy to fall into laziness. And I know that I'm not alone in this. Well, in 2022, this year, something big is happening in my life and in my husband's life. And we talked about it on a prior episode. My husband and I are adopting and we have no idea when it's happening. All we're doing right now, all we've been instructed to do is, you know, we have our home study done. We've we've created the website. We've done our adoption video. We've done all all the, the nitty gritty things that have to be checked off our list beforehand. And now what we've been instructed to do is to sit by the phone and wait for it to ring, which if you know me is (laughs) the most like pain stricken, anxiety stricken thing that somebody could ask me to do. Hey, Cammie, just wait by your phone. And sometime over the next, I don't know, year, year and a half ish or so, your phone's going to ring and you're going to become a mom. And when I have envisioned myself as a mother and also an online business owner, because I fully intend to continue coaching, even when I am a stay at home mom, 
I've always envisioned myself being somebody who has a lot of routine, somebody who's very disciplined, a woman who gets up in the morning, does a little bit of work before her babies get up, then spends a lot of time with their babies and works during nap time. And I've always just envisioned it as this very like routine, disciplined, structured experience. But the Lord has laid something on my spirit. And, and to be honest, this is not something that he's laid on my heart recently. It has been something that he's been, been laying on my heart and I have been avoiding it or not giving it my full attention or effort. But something that I just really feel the Lord laying on my heart is, Cammie, if you're not disciplined in this season, the season right before motherhood, what makes you think that you are going to be disciplined once motherhood arrives? And the wild card in this equation is that you don't know when your motherhood season is going to arrive. It could arrive tomorrow. It could arrive a year from now. It could arrive six months from now. It could arrive next week. Lucas and I are not having the traditional experience of parenthood where we get a positive pregnancy test and then nine months later, a baby comes out. (laughs) That's not our experience right here, right now. We have a very different experience where, hey, you're going to be a parent. You know you're going to adopt. You just have no idea when. And so what I have fallen to is, well, if I don't have to be disciplined now, then why don't I just wait? Why don't, why don't I just, I'll, I'll just keep sleeping in. I'll just kind of keep being really flowy with my schedule. And once kids arrive, then I'll be more disciplined. And the Lord has made it super clear that nope, halt, stop, red light. That is not how we're going to do it. (laughs) He's made it super clear to me that in this season, prior to motherhood, I am to be working on and developing deeper discipline. There's two scriptures that have particularly come to my mind that talk about discipline and specifically like sleeping in, morning routine, things like that. The very first scripture I want to bring to your attention so that you can also highlight this and meditate on this verse in your own time is Hebrews 12, 11. And it says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Essentially, this is saying, hey, discipline is not fun. It is not going to be fun to wake up and avoid snoozing your alarm at 6 a.m. when it goes off and force yourself to get out of your comfy bed and start your morning. It's not going to be enjoyable. But what I can expect from establishing the morning routine that I'm going to tell you guys about here in just a moment is that there is going to be a harvest to be reaped. We will reap what we sow. So if I sow discipline, there is going to be a harvest of right living. A peaceful harvest of right living is what the scripture says. If I sow laziness, then I am going to reap something very different and not nearly as amazing. I do not want to be a woman who consistently, knowingly sows laziness into my routine. I don't want to sow in procrastination. I don't want to sow in avoidance. And that is what I've been doing with my routine and with my schedule up until this point. Because honestly, 
I haven't had to have a routine up until this point. I'm, I don't have kids. Um, it's just me and the two dogs at home while Lucas is at work. There's not a whole heck of a lot going on in my world right now other than wake up, work, Lucas comes home, and that's it. I don't answer to a lot of people. Because my coaching business does not demand 40 hours a week from me, it's very easy for me to push off the few hours of work that I do have until the very last second and I'm scrambling to finish things at the end of the day. And that is not the type of habit that I want to bring into this next season of motherhood. And if I want my motherhood to be a more structured, rhythmic, routine-based experience, I cannot expect for me to just snap into that once motherhood happens. I need to start preparing for that before. I need to start developing discipline before. I need to start developing routines before. And by the way, I'm not saying that I don't have routines. Like I told you in the very beginning of this episode, I'm a very routine person. There are areas of my life that are very structured, very disciplined, and very routine, and I love it that way. This particular area of my life though, being the morning routine is something that I've consistently struggled in for a very long time. And this year, God is just like putting like strobe lights in front of me, like flashing red light, Cameron, it has to stop. The other verse, I told you there were two verses that I wanted to bring to your attention, speaking on discipline and speaking on specifically even like morning routines. And this next one is Proverbs 6, 9 through 11. And this one hits me hard every single time that I read it. It says, but you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. What I take away from this verse is what seems innocent in the moment, something as simple as snoozing my alarm in the morning, something that isn't really hurting anybody. It's just something that I do. It seems innocent in the moment will develop a negative routine, a negative pattern of laziness that will sow into other areas of my life that will reap a harvest of poverty. And maybe you're thinking, Cameron, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Well, I'm not doing anything. I'm just reading scripture to you. (laughs) You can take it however you want. But this scripture is pretty clear that says, when we are lazy, poverty will pounce on us like a bandit and scarcity will attack us like an armed robber. In other words, it's going to come what seems like out of the blue. When somebody robs you, it seems like it comes out of the blue. You don't, you have no idea somebody's going to rob you. If you knew somebody was going to rob you, then you could prepare for it. But when it says scarcity will attack you like an armed robber, it is saying that scarcity and poverty are going to come at you what will seem like out of the blue, except it will not have been out of the blue because multiple red flags will have led up to poverty and scarcity attacking you. And it is the laziness that we allow to happen over and over and over in our lives. And I am calling myself out on it because I do not want to sow laziness into my life and reap a harvest of poverty and scarcity. 
The Bible is literally directly correlating laziness to poverty in this scripture. And as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who is fully self-employed, I am particularly interested in profit, not poverty. I am interested in abundance, not scarcity, which means that I cannot sow laziness. And I've allowed myself to sow laziness by not having a morning routine, not having a structured schedule for far too long. And here in 2022, it's going to stop. So now let's kind of move into like the meat of the episode. I'm now going to share with you what my morning routine is going to look like. Before I go over this, I want you to know that my morning routine does not have to be your morning routine. What I feel the Lord is calling me to do in the mornings is not necessarily what the Lord is calling you to do in the mornings. I also want to say that the routine that I have outlined for you here that I'm going to share with you is not going to be the morning routine that I'm going to have when I am a mother. The purpose of me building this morning routine is to start to develop discipline. Even if this routine has to change later on, I'm wanting to develop the value and the character of being consistent and being disciplined even if this routine is going to need to change in a later season once babies come. So let's dive into what this routine entails. So the routine that I'm committing to in 2022 starts off with my alarm going off at 6 a.m., in which case I am no longer going to be hitting snooze. I am declaring it. I am stating it right here for you guys to keep me accountable. I am not going to snooze my alarm anymore. I'm not saying that I'm going to be perfect at it, but I am committing to no longer snoozing my alarm. I am a chronic snoozer. <laughs> I am a person that snoozes my alarm over and over and over and over. Um, and, and it's been like this for me for many seasons, even when I was in college and I did have accountability. I had to be at class or I had to be at work. I would snooze my alarm until the very last second and then scrambled and hurry up and get ready and then go to class or go to work. And now that nobody is holding me accountable, I am my own boss, guess what happens? I still snooze my alarm. And that is gonna be a habit that is no longer happening. So the practical action step that I'm putting in place to no longer snooze my alarm is I'm going to be putting my phone across the room so that when it does go off at 6 a.m., I have to get up go across the room and turn it off. After my alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and I promptly get up, get out of bed, cross the room to turn it off, I'm then not going to go back to bed, which I have done in the past. I am going to proceed to put on my workout clothes. After I get my workout clothes on, I'm gonna go into the kitchen. I'm gonna make Lucas, my handsome, my stallion of a husband, I'm gonna make him breakfast. I want to do something in the morning that serves another person and something that I really feel that I can do as a wife and as a servant is to prepare breakfast for my husband. Little side note here, Lucas gets up most mornings before five o'clock. Sometimes he like this morning, particularly he was up at 4.15 uh, to go to the gym, to come home, to shower, get ready and go to work. He leaves for work by like 6.30. And so at this point around 6 a.m. when I am just getting up, 
he is going to be in the shower. And so I'm going to prepare breakfast for him so that when he gets out of the shower, that's one less thing he has to worry about. And I can just kind of do my duty as a wife and serve him and love him. After I make Lucas's breakfast, I am going to prepare a pre-workout snack for myself, kind of start to get some fuel in my body because pretty soon I'm going to be heading to the gym, but not quite yet. After I have had my snack, I'm going to be sitting down on the couch, which is where I love to read my Bible every day. I'll sit down in my little corner of the couch by 6.20 to start reading my Bible. So there is 20 minutes that I'm allowing myself to get up, put my clothes on, make Lucas breakfast, make myself a snack, eat the snack, and sit down with my Bible. Now, you may be thinking, Cami, that is a lot to get done in 20 minutes, but I know that if I commit to not wasting time, not scrolling Instagram, not diddly-daddling in my bed, kind of just waiting around for a couple minutes, not snoozing for five more minutes, if I commit to getting up and doing the thing, I can realistically be sitting down on the couch, ready to spend time with the Lord within 20 minutes of getting up. So I'm committing to being ready to start reading the word, to pray, to spend time with the Lord by 6.20 in the morning. And I wanted to spend an entire hour with the Lord. Again, reading my Bible, praying, spending time with the Lord, listening to worship music, whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to look like the same thing every day, although I do want to read my Bible every day. But I commit to spending intentional time in the Lord's presence for an hour. So I'm going to be spending time with the Lord all the way until 7.20 in the morning. I then want to get up off the couch, do whatever I got to do to put my shoes on, kind of do the last little finishing touches to go to the gym and be at the gym by 7.40. I live in a very, very small town. The gym is like a quarter of a mile from my house. So to get off my couch and to kind of get my shoes on, put my dishes away, get ready for the gym and be at the gym within 20 minutes is very, very realistic. But it is going to require me to not scroll my phone, to not be on my phone, to not be surfing Instagram or surfing the web or whatever. It's gonna require me to be diligent with my tasks. So I want to be at the gym by 7.40 in the morning and I want to work out for about an hour to an hour 15. I I like to have slightly longer workouts. I don't like to be rushed. I I like to, you know, have my time at the gym. And and my workouts usually last about an hour 15. After my workout, I wanna be home by nine o'clock in the morning, which again, reminder, I live so close to my gym that this is super realistic for me. By the time I get home at 9 a.m., I want to then make breakfast for myself shower and get ready for work by 10 a.m. And what getting ready means for me is actually like doing my hair, putting on maybe a little bit of blush or some mascara, putting on, I don't have to like put on jeans and wear jeans all day, but, but putting on something that I'm dedicating as my work outfit. So that is my morning routine. Now, in the past, when I look at you know, all the different times that I've tried to develop a morning routine in the past and have failed in the past for, let's just be frank, it failed, it didn't work out. One of the things that was a consistent downfall for me is when my alarm went off in the morning, one of the number one things that always caused me to snooze my alarm was being 
overly tired. I am a person that believes in sleep. <laughs> I believe that our body needs rest. I believe that sleep is imperative to our health. And I personally really love sleep. I want to have each night a minimum of nine hours of sleep. So if I'm getting up at 6 a.m., that means that I need to be committed to being asleep, not going to bed, being actually asleep by 9 p.m. So that means that my nightly routine, which I will not go into detail for you right now, today we're focusing on the morning routine, maybe in a later episode we can do an evening routine, but I need to be focused on maybe starting my evening routine around eight o'clock so that I can be in bed asleep by nine, get nine hours of full sleep and be up ready to go at 6 a.m. So I am committing to being asleep by nine, which means my routine for starting to wind down, starting to relax needs to start happening probably about an hour earlier. I'm not a person that can just fall asleep on the on a dime. I definitely need to be relaxing for a pretty substantial amount of time prior in order to go to sleep. I wanted to kind of shift the conversation into how does this affect my business? How does, how does developing a morning routine affect my business? How do I expect it to affect my business rather? So by implementing these changes in this routine for myself, and by the way, this is like a Monday through Friday routine. I do not, I'm not going to be implementing this routine on the weekends. Although I do believe in reading the Bible every day. Not that I do. I believe in it. I want to be committed to doing that every single day. And I believe in getting adequate sleep on the weekends as well. This is, I'm not going to be getting up at six o'clock on Saturday and Sundays. It's just not going to happen. But the way that I expect this routine to affect my business when I'm implementing it during the work week is a couple bullet points. Number one, I will be starting work earlier. Prior to this routine, I have not started work by 10 a.m. I'm up way before 10 a.m., but I'm usually not actively working in my business by 10 a.m. But in this routine, I expect myself to be working by 10 a.m. That's my start point. Number two, I expect myself to be accomplishing the things that I set out to accomplish in that day. So prior to implementing this routine, I have been a person that kind of you know, I only have maybe like four hours of work to do in a day, maybe average. And so I'll like push off those hours. I'll kind of mess around, kind of do this or that and the other throughout the beginning of the day and push off that those four hours of work until later until, oh my gosh, oh no, Lucas is going to get home pretty soon. Now I'm scrambling to try and get everything done before he gets home so that I can then spend time with him. So by implementing this routine and starting work earlier, I'm expecting myself to actually accomplish in a timely manner the things that I want to set out to do. And because I'm starting work earlier, because I'm being focused in, in, in doing the things that I set out to do, I expect myself to end work earlier in the day. That means, so if I have an average of maybe four hours of work, you know, it, change, it changes here and there. Sometimes I'll have um, an evening client call. But if I have an average about four hours of work a day and I start work at 10 a.m., that means that I should be finished by two. Lucas does not get home at two o'clock in the afternoon, let me tell you that. So that would mean that I would then have more free time. Free time to walk my dog, free time to spend with the Lord, free time to do other things 
rather than work. And this kind of, let's be honest, this kind of gives me some anxiety. I don't like leisure time. I don't like time where there's just nothing scheduled. That is why I usually procrastinate things and push them off because I don't, I don't know what to do with like a few hours of empty time. And so I'm like, well, if I snooze my alarm for a couple hours, if I snooze my alarm until 8 a.m., then I will have less hours. I'll have two less hours of not knowing what to do with myself. This is where I feel the Lord challenging me to be okay with having time in my day where things aren't scheduled and using that time to not necessarily be productive in my business. And what I mean by that is when my work is done, I don't want to just create more work for myself for the sake of creating more work for myself. Once my work is done, it's done. And I want to use those hours in other ways. Like I said, maybe taking my dogs on a walk, reading the Bible even more. I love reading the Bible and having like a couple extra hours a day to do that sounds so amazing to me. Maybe I want to go down to the library. Maybe I want to go down to the coffee shop. I don't know. I, I, I'm committed to being okay with having hours in my day that I don't have to fill with work. Once my work is done, once my tasks are complete, I'm not going to fill them with busy work. Now, I recognize that what is free time, what is going to be free time for me in this season prior to motherhood, it's probably not going to be so much free time later on once babies arrive. I know that, hey, Cam, once you finish your couple hours of work a day, you're not going to have just like a couple hours here and there to just like sit on the couch, relax, like walk the dogs, you know, read a book. You're going to be in mom mode. So I want to have those hours carved out now. And again, be committed to getting my work done before and having those hours, because even those, those hours don't have things dedicated to them right now. Once I have kids, those hours will be dedicated to the kids. And so I want to go ahead and get used to having those hours available right here, right now because those hours are gonna become oh so valuable once we get the call from our adoption agency and parenthood begins. Inside of the Kingdom Course Academy, which by the way is my self-paced course teaching faith-filled women every single thing that they need, every tool, every task, every tip, trick, and hack that they need in order to build a profitable online coaching business on Instagram. Inside of module two specifically, there is a training all about stewarding your time as a Proverbs 31 woman. And if you have never read the Proverbs 31 passage, I really, really encourage you to do so. But let me kind of break it down for you here. The Proverbs 31 woman is a rock star. She is a wife. She's a mother. She's a business owner. She's an investor. She is the caretaker of her home. She has a whole bunch of roles that she fulfills very, very well. Like there is nothing in her life that is lacking. And one thing that I think we have to be careful of when we're looking at the Proverbs 31 woman is to not, is to realize that the Proverbs 31 woman is depicted as perfect and we as human beings are not perfect. By the way, when the Proverbs 31 woman is described, it is described as like a hypothetical person. The Bible doesn't give her a name. It's, it was not 
a physical human being that we're aware of. It was somebody that was like used as a way to explain the characters of a noble woman. And I think that we can get caught up in trying to be her and trying to be perfect like she is depicted in the scripture. When in reality, I think that that the lessons go far deeper than trying to be perfect. Anyway, this woman is a wife. She is a mother. She is a business owner. She is an investor. She is the caretaker of her home. She is a whole bunch of roles that it would be impossible for her to have all of these roles and thrive in all of these roles and responsibility without discipline. She would be unable to do it. She would be unable to do all of these things and to do them well if she was not disciplined. There is no doubt that there are a lot of things on her plate. Take some time, read the scripture. You're quickly going to figure out that this woman has no shortage of things to do, which kind of begs the question, how does she do it all? And there's two points that I really want to point out to you here. Number one, she's not doing it all on her own. She's not operating within her own strength. The Lord has called her to every role and to every responsibility that is described inside of this passage. God has given her a pace of grace. If God has graced us to do it, he will enable us to do it. If God has graced you to be a mother, a wife, and a business owner, he will enable you to be a wife, a mother, and a business owner. God will never contradict himself, which is something that I think that we have to be super aware of in hustle and grind culture. Grind culture tells you that you need to be working every hour of the day on your business. You need to be getting up at five, going to bed at midnight, grind, 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 say no to rest. And that's how success happens. That is not biblical scripture, by the way. When I say that God will never contradict himself, here's what I mean. God will never call you to neglect your marriage for the sake of your business. God will never call you to neglect your children for the sake of your business. The Proverbs 31 woman, there is no area of her life that is neglected. She is thriving in all areas of her life, not because she is a perfect human being, but because the Lord is operating within her. The Lord is enabling her. The Lord is strengthening her to steward all the roles that he has called her to. And he's called her to many. As a reminder, he's called her to be a wife. He's called her to be a mother. He's called her to be a business owner. He's called her to be an investor and the sole caretaker of her home. And she does it not through her own strength, but through his. God will not contradict himself by calling you to neglect another role in your life that he also called you to in order to thrive in your business. It will not happen. Friends, I hope that this episode challenges you to look at your life and ask yourself, is there an area that I need to be more disciplined in? And maybe the area that you need to be more disciplined in is completely different than mine. My area is the morning routine. 
Maybe your area is your finances. Maybe your area is being more disciplined in stewarding your health. Maybe your area is being more disciplined in making time to read the scripture. Whatever area it is, I challenge you to look at it objectively and to be honest with yourself. Where do I need to develop more discipline? Something that I really felt the Lord say to me is, Cami, there are things that I want to do in your business and in your life that I cannot do until you develop a deeper discipline. This is something that the Lord has been speaking to me for a very long time, and I have been hashtag avoiding it. Why? Because discipline is never fun. Scripture says that. Hebrews 12, 11, I read it earlier. It says, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful, but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in its way. Discipline was never meant to be easy. And something that I have found myself misunderstanding in the past is I have prayed in the past that God would help me to be disciplined. And I admit that that when I prayed, God help me to be disciplined. I was expecting that discipline would just come more easy. It, it, it's not going to come easy. It, it never, discipline will never be easy. It just flat out says that in scripture. What I can expect, however, when I ask the Lord to help me to be disciplined, I can expect him to empower me to be disciplined. I can expect him to give me opportunities to be disciplined. When I told you earlier that my game plan is to put my phone across the room so that when it goes off at the goes off in the morning at 6 a.m., I have to get up and go across the room in order to shut it off. I have a choice to make in that moment. I can either shut it off and put on my workout clothes and go about my day, or I can shut it off and go right back to bed. Right there, the Lord is giving me an opportunity to choose, to choose laziness or to choose discipline. And I know it's not going to be easy. Every part of my being is going to want to crawl back into bed but I am committing to not taking the easy way out, to not sowing laziness, because I do not want to reap a harvest of poverty and scarcity. When God has graced you for something, he will make a way for you. But do not be fooled. You still have to take action. Faith without works is dead. In other words, faith without action is dead. Discipline requires action. And that is what I'm committing to here in 2022. I'm committing to taking action on this morning routine. And part of this taking action towards my morning routine was to declare this publicly on my podcast for my listeners, because now I have something to be accountable to. I do not want to tell you something publicly and then not do it privately. My intention is to tell you this publicly, to challenge you to maybe look at some areas of your life where maybe you need to develop deeper discipline and also to hold myself accountable to this routine in 2022. Friends, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Again, I hope that this challenges you to take a deeper look at where you can develop discipline more here in 2022. And I'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. See you later. 